Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday night. And as of right now, welcome to a stream that is still going solid. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yay. I know, I know. After last week, and, and even they even commented in the in the chat room already. I, you know, yeah. unfortunately, technology was what technology was. But I know. In all seriousness, thank you guys for taking the time out of your Monday night to join us. Uh, we thank you so very much. Hopefully, you had a wonderful New Year's. Whether you were out gigging, whether you were enjoying some time with family and friends, or maybe you fell asleep at eight o'clock and you woke up the morning refreshed compared to everybody else. Uh, awesome. Hopefully it was enjoyable for you no matter what. But tonight, tonight we are going to have a wonderful discussion. We need some participation in the chat because I have a feeling MJ is going to tick all of you off. Um, no. No? Wow. Okay, okay, okay. He's going to tick off three-fourths of you. <sighs> See, you guys got to understand that prior to doing this, when we picked last week's topic, it said... Pick some things that you learned over the past year, non-DJ related. And I commented back in our little private chat, uh, agree to do a show that doesn't pick topics that make you look grumpy every week. So this week, I'm not grumpy, but Dan just pointed me out as grumpy. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. He, hey, here's this bus. Let's throw MJ under it. You know, So tonight, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some things that you can do to become a better mixer. And this is going to be a lot of question, uh, asking questions and, and the guys kind of filling in uh, with some thoughts on that about what it takes to become a better mixer at your events. And we're going to kind of approach it from a variety of different, not just the club, but there's going to be a variety of different events this will apply to. Um, just kind of follow along. It'll be kind of a fun discussion tonight. So, so MJ, are you ready for a night of questions? I am. And I've Great. got the best list of things for a better mixer. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I was hoping that you'd have some time to put together the, the list. Yeah. Can you give First us First thing I think is most important. Yeah. And you guys can disagree with this if you want. Probably won't. Let's go. If, this will be if great. it's important to me, the most important thing for a, a good mixer is a really high quality crossfader. I think that's probably one of the most important things. Okay. High quality okay. crossfader. It's a it's a it's a gear show, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought it was. Oh, John, is that one that we're doing tonight? Become a better <laughs> mixer. I was trying to do a joke that I didn't understand it was about mixer, and Dan didn't think it was. No, this is about a human, the human person mixer. Yeah, the human person. I thought you were actually going to go. But to my the, joke was like to do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to a Dan double, in real life. Double beater is what I was expecting you to come out with. Dan, what what are your what are your picks? You got to tell us right now. <laughs> I thought we were doing about bartending. I I really did. I thought it was all about bartending tonight. <laughs> mixing, right? Yeah, yeah mixing yeah. drinks, <laughs> mixing drinks, exactly. Mixing drinks. Well, because you you have to drink when you DJ. I thought that was a requirement. Um, you know, in order to really teach, okay. <laughs> in order to teach mixing properly, we need to get we need to get the proper things set up. Uh -oh. So we're going to. Uh oh. We're going to it. start from the beginning. What it takes oh to Oh my god. It's, it's written on there, so does that count? And you notice what the song first song I have queued up is. It's the only software that'll play that. <laughs> no, no. Okay, no. fine. Okay, fine. I was trying to adjust my screen here and all of a sudden this giant program came up. <laughs> And I'm like, what is going on? Has the devil uh, uh, possessed my, my computer? I mean, malware. Oh, it's malware. Malware, yeah. It's outside um, computer. I don't even know where my remote is tonight because I cleaned up my desk. Oh, um, 
That's what you get for cleaning. I did a really good cleaning job, and now I can't find the remote for my drink. Um, <laughs> the remote for your drink. <laughs> I didn't realize that drinks came Where with Where did remote. I put it at? I don't even know. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what it takes yeah. to become okay. a better mixer. Um, and, and I want to kind of hit a few different areas, and we'll talk about tech or some gear a little bit later. But I really wanted to start on, um, MJ, when, when you're teaching uh, people who want to get into mixing, one of the things that I think that they have to understand music a little bit, not that they have to have taken four years of music theory, but I think there's some important things within the understanding of music that they need to to have, specifically components of a song. Give, give us a couple of things when you have taught in that area. What are some of the, the things you've talked about that you teach uh, that... Did you read my list? No, I haven't, but I'm trying to set you up. That's number one on my list. I'm trying to set you up to start start it up. Uh, number one on my list is know your music. And I think it's one of the most important things because uh, if you know how, and I don't mean like, I know the 80s. I'm talking about this version of this song that you play. Do you know how it begins? Do you know how much of an intro there is to it? Do you know where the first words are? Do you know there was a mixing out point in the middle? Do you know where the ending point is? Can you throw that in there and go right about here? Just look at the waveform and go right about here. I'm going to start this. Being able to just put stuff in place that way, knowing your stuff is going to make everything that follows your thought pattern of what you're going to do, all that kind of stuff. And I have some other stuff I want to mention later, but that's the number one thing. Know your music. And that's why I put so many cue points in mine is that I can get the song, put my cue points in that I want, hot cues, whatever word you want to use. And I could never play that song again for 10 years, drag that song after 10 years into the play thing and know exactly where the first word is, where I want to mix in, where I want to mix out. So, so let's, let's just even go a little bit simpler. Now you've got to know your music, obviously, but uh, let's talk about beats uh, beats that are typical songs are in a four, four time uh, four beats mm -hmm. per major. Um, I, I'm, I play a, a lot of weird things out here in the central part of Minnesota. So there's times where like I play Lewis, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. And weird some things. of those, some of those are in three, four time. I don't know when you're actually into the mixing world, do you run across anything that isn't in a four, yeah. four time here and there there's, a, there's a Whitney Houston song that's in three, four. And there was something else. I can't remember what it was, was in three, four, but not too often. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the weddings I did, I think I had gone through and there were like 10 different tracks that between country and old time music or whatever that, that were not in four, four time. So, which I found kind of interesting, but. Um, did, it's, did somebody say the cha-cha slides in 3-4? No. Think so. No. No, it's not. Yeah, I think that's that's 4 Maybe there's another version out there that is or that, whatever. Because I know like the one time I had a single that had um, 10 different versions on it. Some short, some slow. or I have a house fast. version that goes really fast. I've got kind of like a, yeah, it's something upbeat. <laughs> To the left, to the left, to the left, to the right. And, and Mikey might have been uh, referring to the cha-cha slide as one that you need to have, need to know because there's just so many different components and different parts. And I disagree mm. with that. How so? Because line dances, I've talked about this before. I don't like them because as a mixer, there's nothing I can do but play them. Mm -hmm. Don't mess with a line dance. This almost fits back into the, the little con the controversy that was going on between Brian Red and, and Terry Cleveland and, and uh, Nick Spinelli when they were all kind of going back and forth with the, the playing the whole song or cutting the song. And that line dance that I remember uh, what they were talking about that and thinking, yeah, but you get to those line dances, there's absolutely nothing you can do with most of them because people will be like, 
I've got the last part of the dance I need to do. Finish the, this song. The best way to bring a line dance in if you're going to beat match is put it on loop and make sure you let it set there until everybody knows what you're going to do. Because I will do that for, um, is it the cha-cha or the um, Cupid? It's the cha-cha. So I'll let that beginning loop and I'll tell the audience. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to let this thing out of loop until you get a few of you out here. I go, okay, here we go out of loop. And I'll I'll dummy it down to let them know it's coming so Mm -hmm. that they're not surprised by it. And you have to talk them through that. I mean, you you have to you're not only uh, uh, knowing your songs, but you're helping other people know the songs, too. So to keep them engaged in what you're doing, because the whole idea, remember, as a DJ is to lock them in unity, unity, wherever that's at unison. There we go. That uh, in that one single moment. And uh, uh, like I said, line dances are a tough one. You don't want to screw around with songs that are like sing-alongs that are like seriously sing-alongs. Uh, you don't screw with them much. And that includes if you're going to do a remix, don't go too far out the deep end. Um, it, there's just a lot like Taylor Swift. I would not drop a twerk twer- Taylor Swift, no matter how popular it is. Cause some of you are like, I said the same song. I want to sing it. You know, Um <laughs> And, 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 and just to touch on the whole thing about them guys arguing over it, a friend of mine said this, and I've been quoting it for years. Um, talking about DJing is like dancing about architecture. Makes no sense. Talking about DJing. Because like it's just, just DJ. Play the freaking song. Why do you got to sit there and argue? You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Who says? If your audience likes it, do it. John told me some of the stuff he played at a prom. If I played some of that stuff at a prom around here, I would not only have the kids beat me up, but other DJs would beat me up for doing it. <laughs> I might even beat myself up. <laughs> uh, just but did. it's, it's, um, where was the question? It was, we went from knowing your songs to what? Um, no, I think we should stick in that knowing the songs, unless you were, in, oh, unless you had more to do in that area. I think you talked, oh, you talked about three, four times. Yeah, that's where I wanted we, to talk that's about where we derailed. Time. Um, and again, were you going to jump out of knowing music to a different one in your next We can one? go to other stuff. I have other stuff that in there is I think is important, and, and other stuff has to do with the music, but I think we can fit that in at another point. Okay, so what, what I want to continue is, is talking about, uh, uh, for those who are, don't pay much attention and, and really didn't have the music theory background, uh, there's there's an intro to the song where you would set your cue point. There is you know verses of a song. There's bridges. There's different components of that. Um, some of it is useful. You can mix to those points. Some of them you want to not mix. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, MJ, of, of how when you're looking at a song, places you would not mix because it's a a, a chorus or whatever? Um, I, I'm afraid I'm going to give too much of my teaching class away with this, but I'm going to try to do this best I can. Um, I teach reverse engineering mixing. Okay, because I'm a producer for, you know, I spent most of my life producing songs. So I'm building choruses when I'm making a song and I'm building a verse and I'm building an intro and I'm building a a bridge and I'm building a pre-chorus and a post-chorus and all these things. So when I'm DJing, I take it apart on these different things to where you have a song playing. Okay, you're trying to figure out what to go next. So the mentality of what you're doing, and I am going to write an article about this. So if you guys haven't subscribed to the Disc Jockey News quarterly magazine newspaper john where do they go i will, to subscribe I will to that? put that uh djntv.com slash subscribe and if i can there, spell yeah, it the first one is coming out in february and i will have an article in there called the mind of the mixer 
And I'm going to be talking about this to where you have the whole song because we're taking whole song to individual beats back to whole songs. So you have the whole song playing and you're going to think, what do you play next? So you're going to kind of pick what kind of goes with that, whether it be BPM, style, decade, or a combination of those. Okay. So now you've got the whole song with the whole song just playing. So whole song you're going to do. So now the song that's playing, you need to have those points that you know that are in there. I know where the end of the chorus is, end of the bridge. Those are sections. So we went whole song down to a section. So now you have your section and you need a point. So the one point is the end of like, say, a verse. So we went whole song, section, end of verse, and beats doing it. So we have section and then beats. So you're going to go four beats, eight beats, whatever back from this point. So you know when you're mixing, here's where you want to be out of this song. Okay. So you've got to figure out how to get to that point from before it. Once you know that, then you take the next song and figure out what you can do with its intros, whether they be just a kick drum, because some intros just have a kick drum. Some have a kick drum and melody. Some have a kick drum and some words, you know, like not not the verse, but like some, hey, ho kind of stuff. And you can blend those in. And those can be three different sections that you can bring in. So now you're doing the same thing that you went out on. You're coming in on beat, section, or count, beat, count, section. So I've got this one marked. Tell me if, if I'm confusing people. I apologize. Um, so you have this marked here going out and this marked here going in. So you want to put them here when you're mixing, five, six, seven, eight, one. So the idea is you're knowing your songs so that whatever you're coming in on this song, you're going to match the style, the cadence, the feel of what you're going out of. So if you're going out of something super, super aggressive into something that's kind of slow, you're going to have to figure out a way to transition that high energy to slow energy, even though it's the exact same BPM. Uh, one of the songs that I did, and I, and I do this every once in a while to show people that you can, I went from um, Little John's um, uh, Turn Down For What into Taylor Swift's 22 because I was able to do the mix across, same BPM or close, because you can take that energy in your blending and mix it. So I knew I needed a spot in there to do the transition with my transitions, my blending, to take that high energy, bring it down through twisting knobs into this one and let it go out into that one. So it's all about piecing stuff together in your sections, choruses, beats. So you're going to start the mix here and then you have to figure out how to transition. Are you going to transition fast, hard, keep them guessing? Are you going to dummy it down and let it hang a little bit? Like we said with the cha-cha uh, uh, slide to where I let that loop, you know, they hear the beat. They hear the beat. Okay, now we're going to get out on the floor and you give them time. You dummy it down. Um, other times you might go five, six, seven, eight into the next song, chorus, but a chorus, 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 mix out in. Let this one hang for a while. So it's not the same. You're not going to be doing the same thing every time, but it's all about reverse engineering the song whole to a single point, single point to a whole. And you just repeat that over and over. Did I make any sense there? Yeah, you did. Um, chorus, you so, mentioned, of course, the chorus of a song. Uh, do you, do you, go from a verse of one song to a chorus of another song? Do you do from chorus or the verse and a chorus and then into the next song to a verse and chorus? Is there any rule of thumb when it comes to doing that type of... Part of that is with the crowd, that if you can keep them with those fast mixes, do it. But some crowds cannot mentally keep up with it. Because remember, you're doing this all subconsciously in their minds. You're trying to, uh, like I said, 
we, we manipulate them into all being in the same moment. And if the crowd is not fast into that, you have to dummy it down and slow it down. So if you have a song that you normally do, five, six, seven, last word, one, first word, you might have to go five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, then the first word of the next song. So you, it all kind of depends on your crowd and how you're doing it. Um, some crowds can handle the quick mixes. I saw a guy in a club drop a redrum of Aretha Franklin's uh, Respect out of the blue. And this is what I call a left turn song. The, the part where she sang and then got out of it. And it was like the perfect sing-along. So it's how you catch that crowd. And are they going to be capable of keeping up with what you're doing? Or are you going to be able to keep up with how fast their attention span is. Sure. So there's not a necessarily a rule, but that's why I say that the crowd in front of you, I always talk about is they are a living, breathing entity that you, it's, you're herding cats. So the idea is to get all the cats attention at the same time. And you have to work the music you have in different ways. If your song has a hard cut that you're coming into, you're going to most likely put that together with a hard cut out. Like Bruno Mars's uh, um, Uptown Funk has that whoop in there. Great place to start. So you have to put that at this point where a song that goes out has some sort of wah on the way out or create one via an effect. Mm -hmm. So you put those together where you're not beat matching, but you're still doing a transition that has some attention grabbing and that whoop that everybody knows. Um, uh, Dancing Queen. In the piano. Perfect. You get their attention without off the bat. You dummy it down by letting it do its own intro, stuff like that that you can play around with. And it's just a lot about reading the crowd. Sorry. Yep, no problem. Uh, you've got those songs that you're, you're referring to, Dancing Queen specifically. Uh, that little intro that you're referring to, I don't believe starts on beat one. Do you pay attention to the beats of the song going out and you want to make it so it's, you know, five, six, seven? Um, uh, you'd start that on seven and eight because... You want it's, the... it's a feel because um, that is what I call an how do I call that? Uh, what's my term for that? Um, unusual beat matching to where you're not beat matching. You're matching that section. So if they have that, so you find another section that ends in about that many beats. So that's uh, one and two and three. So it's it's a three count. So you're going to go two and out. So you find the other one that, that ends out one and two and that's where the, the first thing is. So you drop that first note da, 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 at the beginning of that dropout so that they crisscross each other. So in essence, if you were trying to run a, a running tempo and say the two songs were close in tempo, you may end up dropping a beat or losing a beat in that? You you don't even have to go the same tempo. That's a song that I use for okay. a transition thing. You have the transition out of the faster song that has that. Or like Dan and I talk about the break effect on some of our things that when you hit it, instead of going and stops, it goes and you can put that together with some sort of up, put those together. And then that makes a transition that has no dead air, but you can go from this BPM to this BPM in that. If you want to dummy it down further, you can go echo, 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 have that down point in the center. If you want to dummy it down more, um, I know people are going to disagree with me on this, uh, uh, but I, I will challenge anyone any day of the week that you mix it the way you do and not do anything. And I'll do something small 
and I'll have a reaction because I'm going to keep the crowd engaged. And the way I do it for, like I say, I go to Dan's thing and I do it at Dan's and I go to John's and do it at John's. I may do it totally different both places because it doesn't go by this is how you do it. It's by what is this crowd? What can they handle? So one of the things that I've done, and we'll use the Dancing Queen kind of as, as an example. So two, two different ways that I've kind of worked it together. One that I often do also is to take a song that has a fade or I create a fade. So I start bringing the one down so that when it gets to that three, four, I'm hitting that three, four, and it takes that attention grab because they're like, okay, the song's starting to die. And all of a sudden I come in with this and it catches their attention. Kind of, kind of to me has some of that same effect, not quite as effective as the, the down on the one end and, and the swing up on the other, but to where it, it almost creates that hard break because they're expecting something to come down. They're almost expecting something to come in kind of that same way. And when they hear it hit, it has a different feel. The other thing that I've done, and, and this probably breaks all type of music, you know, knowledge and what we should do. However, um, I'm not worried so much about, you know, this song starts in the three. So I'm making sure it starts in a three. I'm just making sure that it's not starting on a two or a four, because if they're feeling that unless they're doing a dance line dance of some sort to a lot of them beat one and beat three, are interchangeable. So if I'm starting, if I'm, you know, that song starting on a three, I can have it start on a, on a one beat and they're going to react almost the same. Except for the people in a room who can count to four. Yeah. That's, that's assuming they're sober enough to count for one, um, two, one, two. I, I wish I could, See, this is going to go into so much detail. I, I, I didn't want to go into this much because I think we need to dummy this down. Yeah, no. What I just said, most people aren't going to understand that unless I show them examples. And then when I show, I, I did one time where I had a, a person that took my class, took all the classes, came back and said, I'm still having trouble with transitions where you give me another class. They give me another class. And I'm like, yeah, oh, he showed two songs. I'm like, yeah, how do you do these two? And I showed him. He's like, that was absolutely perfect. I'm like, that's what I showed you before. And, and a lot of the, the, is is the prep as you started talking about right at the beginning is doing that work knowing the song putting those cue points in instead of you know doing like i do where you get the song and you download it 30 seconds before you play it and then you wonder why there's a if i download it 30 seconds before i play it i am putting cue points because uh i'm guessing some of you know i mentioned this a couple weeks ago nobody knows uh island boys song are you two both lost with the island boy i figured as much (laughs) Um, go look it up. Uh, it became, it's an internet, like, uh, um, uh, TikTok phenomenon. Um, and somebody wanted to hear it and I didn't have it. So I grabbed it off of one of my streaming services and I knew that it would go off because it was, it's such a corny song. It's not really corny. They did a good job with it, I think. And immediately downloaded it, put my intro points out, intro out. And I knew where I was going to come into it just by setting those 10 seconds before I dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Take that time where people, and I'm, and again, I'm going to tick some people off here. A lot of DJs are lazy. They just want to play a song. They don't care. I, I, I paid all this money for my lighting and that's what I want them to pay attention to. I got these great speakers. Well, that's fine, but why not add that, that amount of effort to your mixing too? So you're just, everything has a gold star on it. 
You know, why why rely on three gold stars when you know when you have two more that you could do? Why not? If you're a person who puts that much effort into setting something up, set up your music too. One of the things I think you got to want to make sure that you're doing also that when you're setting up the music is take the time to recognize what are those key parts of the song. What are the what are those what are the parts of the songs that you should not touch? And if you are if and, and uh, I think Digital Dave talked about this at, at one of, at the conference. Uh, I think DJ Expo this past year that or it was at Marquee, and basically talked about setting up setting up your cue points in such a way that you are hitting that part of the song that everybody loves. And so that either means finding a point to come in on that song, so you're going to be able to hit that spot, or anyway, um, or you are going to, um, I you lost my train of thought, MJ. Thank you. Um, so you're either going to, you're either going to come in at a certain spot where you're going to be able to hit that part of the song that, that everybody's going to love, that everybody's going to respond to, or you create some jump points within the song so that you can, I think Mike Walter talked about this idea where he has the full version of low. And if he starts uh, a flow right alone, if he starts playing it and the crowd is just really responding to it and he decides he's going to let it go, he can let it go. But if in the same respect, he decides that he wants to, all right, we played enough of this. We need to get to a, a different spot rather than mixing out. He has a cue point set later in the song. So instead of being here in the song, it suddenly jumps to this spot in the song. And, and so it creates that extra um, way of putting it together and still hits those key verses or those key you know, bridges that the, the guests, the customers Same, that are going to yeah. respond best to. Yeah. I, that's what I meant about cue points. Like mine, I have intro loops, intro samples, first word, middle of the song, mix out points, end of the song, mix out points. So that no matter where I'm at, I can jump somewhere if I need to, or if I'm in the middle of the song going, how the heck do I get out of this? I have a spot marked. This is a good place to get out of it. Sure. So, you just jump out. Plus, with virtual, if I want to get out somewhere now, I just turn the vocals off and I have the kick and I can go into something else. Mm -hmm. um, there's another effect in virtual called, um, what is it called? Um, stutter effect. Um, let me see if I can do it here real quick. And it's a way to bring out of a song. Now, what I'm going to play here, I might have to turn the volume down a little bit. Here. Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. Don't. I'm switching don't. screens. One second. Talk amongst yourselves. Don't. Two seconds. Don't. Um, okay, so I'm going to bring the volume down. So this song's playing. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yep. And this is a um, the, uh, beat grid. You hear how it broke up there? You can do that as an out where you go something like this. Or you create that effect through that da 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 to get out of it because you're putting that mark in there on a place that wasn't there. So I could have went, um, give me one more here. Hold on a second here. So I'm going here and then we're going to go. So I created a pre and a post. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course. There's so much more than this. Can we? Oh, exactly, something? exactly. We're just, yeah, because we're, it's like we're, I'm telling you the detail that we can go into. I guarantee there's people lost tonight, and I apologize if I sound like I'm throwing something at your face. I, I'm just saying that 
with a little creativity, there are no two songs that can't be mixed together. I don't care what it is. I can make a transition between two songs that keeps the people engaged. Can I pick up my next um, thing here? Uh, yeah, let's let's jump to that uh, because I, there's a question that came in on Facebook, but I think we'll get uh, we'll come back to that one here in a little bit because I think you'll be hitting that. Okay, my next one is equipment. Um, two things, and I'm going to bunch the two together because I put them in separate. I'm going to punch them together. Larger equipment helps because you have more room to work. If you have these little tiny things like um, this little tiny mixer right here, sorry, <laughs> zippers. So if you have this little tiny thing right here and you're trying to mix on tiny little bags and move things, that makes it difficult as opposed to having something that is spread out a little bit. Okay, that's something room to work. So if you're mix, if you're doing something in your kitchen, making a cake or whatever, uh, and you have no counter space, you're not going to be as happy, are you? You want to learn counter space. The, you're not going to pick the automatic mixer. Yeah, so there's room to work. And the other thing that has to go with the equipment is practicing because you're going to have your muscle memory where stuff is and how to do it. How do I get out of this really quickly? Well, I know my loop is here, my echo is here, and you're not going to go, where's this at? Where's this at? So you can just reach over, go boom, out, and I'm on to the next one. Let's, muscle memory on the equipment that you have. The, the, there is an area, you know, specifically when you were talking about your cue points and you are able to go and say jump to the last uh, verse of a song. You're going to go from verse one course to the last verse of the song because you have cue points set up that way. How much, because that's a timing thing. That's got to, you got to practice getting that down. And is, is this something that, you know, a person does it once and you've got, oh, I got it. I'm done. I'm good. Or would you recommend how much practice time to do those types of things? Um, one of the things that I do, I'm going to grab this again. That I teach in my class is that on beat. The drop it on the one, that's one of the first classes that I do. And um, leave this out for the rest of the thing. And so you have a play button here, okay? Mm -hmm. Start the song. So I have them on beat, press them both at the same time. Five, six, seven, eight. Now this song is playing, and this one is stopped. Five, six, seven, eight. And you get to the point where you have muscle memory of on beat being able to do that. Little things like that, because if mixing, that's people go, well, I want to learn how to beat match and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, first thing you have to learn how to hit the beat. Mm -hmm. So you can press a sync button. And but if you can't drop that song through a play button, a hot cue or drop in a platter on beat, all the work you did and beat matching that or whatever you did is out the window. So that is that practice. Some of that is that. Some of that is where is that button? Am I going to turn this volume down? You talked about jumping out of a song at a certain point. If you don't know where you're going to mix out of the song that you're about ready to start before you start it, figure out. Jump into the song with it in your headphones. Go, yeah, mark this. This is where I want out of it. If you don't know, you should you should go look before you start it because you. How long are you playing songs? If I'm doing a quick mix, it's two minutes. Mm -hmm. If you can't find a point in the next song in two minutes. Take the time, but most of you guys are playing longer songs, so you have the time to throw this song on and go, yeah, so you hear it in your head, you, so next time it comes around, you go, oh, this is where, this is where I'm going to drop it, mm -hmm. you know, and it just you're setting yourself up, but the muscle memory on the equipment is big to me because I just switched equipment. Those of you who know, I went from the Denon 7000 to the Rain 1, and the pitch faders are in a different spot. The play on the left side, the, the play buttons are in a different spot, on the left side. The loop buttons are a different spot on the left side. <laughs> so my entire left side, I'm having to relearn where it's at. And if you're coming down to where, oh, I'm going to do this mix, and then you go, wait, 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 which is the... <laughs> you have to get that muscle memory. 
So I would also say within that muscle memory, one of the things that that you should do is when you're setting up your cue points, you know, it, you've got most most of our systems anymore have eight pads, right? Uh, with the exception obviously the small one that that MJ held, held up. So if you're using any of the the normal size ones, you, you've got eight pads. Uh, get in the habit of when you're setting those cue points. I'm always going to have my first beat be you know pad number one and where i'm going to exit out is going to be pad number eight like like whatever even if you don't use because of how the song's set up even if you don't use pads five six and seven eight is going to always be the one where i do this and, and so that way to have that to have that muscle memory kind of what john was saying i know this is the cue button that i'm going to hit not okay i'm on this song so on this song that is cue number six okay i'm gonna hit six now like knowing that i'm always yeah. gonna have that same one be that same thing whether i drop this track or this one over here and some of that is really going to come into playing with four or five songs not doing your entire library playing four or five songs to figure out which ones how many cue points am i really going to use how many do i want to use which ones do i want to have where okay now that i have that now start adjusting the rest of your library do you want me to show you how tell you how i do it it's very similar what Dan says. Top row is always intro cues. Bottom row is always outro cues. Hmm. So you have time to get in and out, and you know anything on the first row is in. On the on the bottom row is out. Four and eight are the ones all the way to the right. We read left to right. The song comes in, and you're going across left to right on the waveform. So the place I want to come in at, the first word where i got to be mixed by is four. So that means that's my last point to get in the song before I put words over words mm -hmm. and you back off from there. Um, I, if the song has a little bit of a sample prior to that first word that you can scratch, that'll be cue point three. If you want a loop in section, go eight back, put a loop in section. And that leaves you point one for whatever you want, whether you want the beginning of the song that just has a beat that maybe you want to do the beat, you know, as the intro and then hit the other one and jump to the point of the song where there's music and the beat. It gives you those two. And on the way out, uh, eight is the last word before it goes into the steady beat, I do something prior to that. And five and six are middle points. If I want to get out of the song after the, the second, the first course, put a cue point there. Here's the end of the course or after the bridge six. So you always have ins and outs throughout the entire song. Excellent. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does. Sorry. It does. <laughs> I'm babbling. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm passionate about this stuff because it's, no it's, to me, it's really easy to do. If you just take a few seconds, but a lot of people don't want to put that effort in. I don't know why, but they just don't. And that's okay. If you're not that person and you're making a paycheck by not being that person, why change? I have a friend of mine who doesn't even use a controller. He DJs with two uh, uh, computers and I think it's Mega Seg he uses. I'm sorry. You're just thirsty, me. weren't you? And he makes, he's out multiple times a weekend doing weddings, makes an incredible living off of it. But I can tell you with my abilities, I can take a whole bunch of different jobs. So when push comes to shove and if we ever go into a, some crazy thing like a, a, you know, a, a, a world shutdown, you know, where, where everybody just stops, you know, you know that, that's never going to happen. But just in case we do, um, I'm able to be flexible and fit in just pretty much anywhere. It's me, you mentioned uh, lyrics over lyrics. Mm hmm talk about is that a good idea are there times where it is a good idea or is it always a bad idea always a bad idea now i robin and i got into it one night and she's like well yeah, you can do words over words and i'm like no you can't she goes well, what about this song that he's getting and they go hey hey 
And I'm like, well, that's not words over words. That's like a sample. So when I talk about that, I'm not talking about, I'm like, when the person starts singing or rapping the first verse, you should not have the song before it rapping or singing over top of this person's rapping or singing. You just can't do that. I think there's some wordplay stuff that you can do that where you have a drop in and a drop out, but where you're talking where it's a full on verse versus a right. versus a full on right. chorus. I, yeah. You, you're talking where the words are the same thing at the same time, or it's not the same thing, but where yeah. they're both speaking at the exact same time, because there was a mix that I just, and I was playing with and it, and it didn't come out quite the way I wanted to. I, the one I did last week, I don't know if MJ, you actually listened to it or not, but I haven't, um, I haven't where I, I do, I, I was trying to do some old school stuff and I think I did uh tag teams, you know, whoop, there it is. And one of the things I played with in the past before is when the, when they're doing the chorus, um, you know, it, it's going it's going along, and I will actually then drop in MC Hammer can't touch this, and I'll overlay them, and I'll slam up can't touch this, and basically he's saying you know so you have more than just a hey, but it, it fills that gap in between some of the others, and it, it's kind of a nice little like wordplay type of thing that is different than what we're talking with lyric on lyric. Yeah. Right. Lyric on lyric again is, is where you have two verses. People are both tight. Like, it's like if MJ and I were talking at the exact same time, it's like, we would never do that. Would we talk at the same time? We would never do that. I'm pretty sure everybody's doing that. It's horrible. I when people do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said about the the songs where where you kind of wordplay. I used to do that with going out of uh, the Cupid shuffle into uh, Macklemore's thrift shop because they're in the same key. They both have horns and you can do their out course on, uh, not that, sorry, the wobble, sorry. Um, okay. Because the wobble is just the chorus. And he has that dun, da, 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 coming in and he has a little sample words there and you can loop those over top of each other going out and it makes a soft transition from a line dance into a non-line dance where you still keep their attention. Nice. To some of you, I apologize if this seems like from outer space because you just press play. I'm not trying to offend anybody with what I do because, like I said, we went through this before where we had uh, multiple YouTube channels having arguments over stuff. I'm not starting that because I don't care enough about it to start something like that. I'm just saying that with a little bit of work, I there's no two. I had a guy one time. Um, he might be in the in the chat time. He follows a lot. Taught us steep, and he's like, "Well, I always mix this one at the wedding." And it was a rock song, like an '80s rock song. And he's like, "You can't do anything with it." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, what song did you play for it before?" You know, before the song. And he told me, and I'm like, "Well, they're this nearly the same BPM." And I went out of the one into the other one, and he's like, I, "How do you do that?" <laughs> it's that pattern that I tell you about intros and outros is exactly the same for every single song. There is no difference. You're picking a point, you're picking a point, going across the point. It's it's the same for every song. And and to be fair, you know, we are talking about mixing tonight. So, you know, if you're if you're the person who only presses play, you don't mix, well then I you're just tuning in for our pure enjoyment tonight. So so MJ, let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, remixes. You've got the album version that typically does not have some of the mixing benefit, mixing elements added to it. For those um, who, who are, are like, you talking about picking the song that's the remix or how to mix it or it, kind of be specific on that? Uh, you've got we've got the radio edits that don't have the intros and outros. Specifically, if we're looking at promo only. They have the they have the intro. Say, edits. Why would you download that? 
they they have the intro and the outro. Um, the, their quick edits or easy edits or whatever they refer to those as. Um, quick edits do have the intros and outros. So you've got you've got some that have that, and you have some that don't. Are there are there benefits to using the album version, or is this something if I'm into mixing, I should so the be using the album version away? I disagree. There's, there's almost there's almost never a reason to play the album version. Almost never, unless it has a good intro or outro of some sort. Um, the one that I, I get knocked down and I get up again, the album version of that has an acapella intro that you can have a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. um, other songs, um, if you got a redrum of uh, uh, Dancing Queen where it has a drum beat at the beginning of it, nothing that's out of the blue where you can do a transition from a drum beat into that piano, you can do that. There's almost Dan. I want. I know you disagree with this, so I want to hear what you do, what songs, or however you want to talk about that, where you feel an album version works better for a mix. So first off, I feel that there are a couple. There are a couple radio edits. There are a couple uh, album cuts that are out there that will have enough of an intro that you can utilize so for example uptown funk is one of those that has if you wanted to use you could start at the spot and, and use that prior to that ramp up and still have your still have your beat mixing piece to it still have that overlay that you're looking for um but i would also say that there's there's plenty of time for slam mixing uh that where the album cut and i know you probably could do it with the intro cut i'm not saying that you can't but i'm just saying that it does have its place so shut up and dance I have an intro version. I rarely, if ever, use that. And I will use Shut Up and Dance as a floor starter coming out or, or a energy own, change. It has its own intro, the album version. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it, it does have its own intro, but not to the intro piece like, like an intro edit. Like, like it has. It's aren't close because it has that guitar that just loops. And that's the perfect thing to loop over something. So there you go. There's an album cut that works. Um, thank you for making my point. I go into <laughs> go into um, oh, I kind of pop. You know, I love it. It has just kind of that ramp up in the beginning. So I've, I feel that there are there is a place for some radio edits, some some album cuts to have their place, especially for that slam. Um, and, and I'll reference something that Mike Walter said in one of his seminars this year, which was, you know, he has he has two different versions of Earth, Wind and Fire September. And he has one that I, I don't know if it's a redrum or if it's an intro edit of some sort that he'll use if he's beat mixing with beat matching with another another track. And he has the album cut that he'll use if he's starting the floor and he's using it to talk over and bringing people up and, and using some of the MC. So depending upon the portion that he's working with will depend upon which version he uses. Okay, I'd like to make up a point there. Mm -hmm. What you just said about him doing out on the floor, introducing people, that's not DJing. He's emceeing, being an entertainer. That's not mixing. You're talking about playing a song. We're talking but about it, this is about mixing, so it's about mixing you and your decks. So if, if you you're making a transition from you a have different a, energy piece and you are using that to build floor to to adjust energy so, so are you dropping earth wind and fire as the energy cut from the beginning of the radio edit and letting that build is that what you're talking about you'd have to ask him okay because i that want to know you're coming out of where you're coming out of where that low beginning is usable 
So you'd have to be coming out of something that's slow to build up to that, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, you, you've got to think about that. I have 12 different versions of that song and I'm, I mix every time, whether it's the, I, cause I have a video version. It's the original video version mm-hmm. and I'll beat match that in. And I, but the one I play the most is uh, DJ Saffron's uh, November remix of September. <laughs> and he has this great long buildup and it's perfect for that, but it literally perfectly beat matched perfectly, you know, cause it's Kwanzaa. So it's perfect on beat. There's no, you know, cause a lot of those older songs oh, yeah, have yeah, variable yeah. BPM. And that's his one doesn't. of them on the original. Yeah. Yeah. So his doesn't again, why well, I like it, but it starts as two points that I have marked one that's really low and it's a long way buildup. And the other one's halfway through and it gives me probably about 16 in. So if I want to take that 32 out, which I do from times where I'll let that build and they're going to hear it. They know that. And you just let it hang there and try to get their attention. Um, but again, the, when I hear radio edits, I'm talking about um, Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive, and you play just Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive. Um, I have a redrum I use. I come into it right when it goes that perfect spot to come in. I like it because it sets you up for that perfect intro. Sure. That's all. And I play more redrums and remixes. So there has to be, you have to clarify that the redrums that I play do not go very far from the original. The purpose is for that. So it just gives you mixability, easier mixability mm-hmm. um, to come into something. I would also think it would, it would also depend upon where you are coming in. So, and, and I'll throw another one out is Pitbull Fire, Fireball. Um, so many places on that song. Come in. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. But, but <laughs> yeah. I have an intro edit that I got through one of my downloads and I don't ever touch that. Because the album edit that I do, I don't start it in the beginning. I started after his like stuff that he's got on in the beginning, and I forget where it's at. It's exactly where it's at, but it's in the yeah, beginning. He talks that beginning a lot, just mm-hmm. exactly. So I get all the way past that, yeah. and then where I start there, it has a perfect intro, for lack of better terms, to use when I am beat matching with that. Again, no need it because it's got its intro, but it is the regular radio edit that's that's a perfect example of of cue points to where you can you know the part where it goes bringing it we're bringing it we're bringing it down you can bring it in from we're bringing it up we're bringing it up we're bringing it up bringing it up fireball then to go to the course and then jump back to the first verse where you've created your intro from that back you know let the course go because that's called it's called a, a, a hook first mix to where the course goes first you get their attention and uh, fireball then you jump back You've created your own thing live by just one finger. Doop. Doop. Two. You had to start it and you had to. Oh, wait, I guess that would be one the, finger twice. You use the same finger if you want. I mean, it's or an elbow, shoulder. Flip a coin. Now he's getting fancy with this. Yes, he, he is. But part of the, the whole thing tonight is that he practices getting fancy with his elbow. Uh, yeah. here's, here's, a, here's a pro tip for you, at least for me. Uh, watch if you're wearing a jacket when you're mixing. Like a dress jacket, watch the, the the cuffs. They're a little large. So easily we'll take that crossfader right over. <laughs> so many times. Yeah, just disable the crossfader. Who needs, Who needs it? it? I had a friend that used to do it with his belly because he was kind of oh, a big, and yeah. he used to bump it with his belly to where he ended up taping the crossfader down because he got tired of bumping it over. <laughs> um, I want look. I'm gonna go down to my list here, and you can do whatever you want to jump yep. to wherever you want. Because I know we're go almost ahead. out. Uh, know your songs. Bigger equipment, hot cues, willingness to take risks, which I think are important. We talked a little bit about that, trying stuff out. Uh, Listening to the song first, if you can, uh, uh, and muscle memory uh, for your equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, 
without getting too much detail, that covers a lot of those little things can make you a much better mixer. Mm-hmm. And, and the practicing, I think, is one of the biggest things because it gives you confidence. And a confidence person is going to do better all the time. You might have the same skill set, but the confidence person is going to do better. Give us just uh, as we wrap up here, kind of this will be our last point. Suggested practice amount. Is it a half hour a day? Is it an hour a week? What would you say for someone who is just wanting to get into it and wants to hone that skill? How much should they be thinking? Until until you don't need the practice. So in other words, there's never enough. I would, I still set up and, and, and work over stuff here. Like I, I screwed that up last week. I'm going to try it again. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I pressed the wrong button. Um, but I always say that I learned some of my, my best, my, my graduate work in DJing is I got hired back in the nineties at a club where I was DJing Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for five hours a night. And I, that was my graduate work because five hours, four times a week, I was DJing. Mm-hmm of a live crowd and that that's what i think really made the jump there so it's just whatever you have to set it yeah again if you don't want to achieve it that's fine i'm not telling you shouldn't but until you feel that you can do it and i would tell you also record yourself like dan talked about he recorded himself uh, you could think you do it right until you hear the recording and you're like oh you know how to go the other way too where you're like man that sounded horrible and then you go back and go no, it really wasn't that bad. I've done that where I've kicked my, <laughs> that's why I've on my thing. Ha, just have fun because there's times where I get upset at my mixing and, and everybody's like, well, I don't understand what you, it was perfect. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I agree with the idea of, of just taking that time to practice. I mean, you know, your event's five hours. So they're right there. There's your practice. No, I, I'm just, you can't so there's nights I consider that where if you have the right crowd and you can experiment a little, some nights yeah, you I, can't. I, yeah. No, and and I and I think I, I think there's a difference between experimenting and, and trying something, you know, especially for the first time. You want you want to you want to try and throw two tracks together. You're like, you know, I think they might work, but uh, the crowd is really going to tell me if I, if I'm thinking this the right way. You know, that's right. But you've done the work to say, okay, there's my cue points, there's the pieces, there's the muscle memory, there's all the all the little nuances. Now it's the risk the risk factor there of trying something. Yeah, um, totally different situation. Agreed. Excellent. Getting the link for Howie's show ready to go here. What are they talking about tonight? Um, what was Howie? I saw the topic just a little bit ago, actually. Let's just pop that up here. They are so talking longevity, oh, longevity in the business. How long can a person be a DJ? Ah! I was thinking three years, four years tops. Um. A friend of mine said he wanted to be out by the time he was 50. And I'm like, so you mean my age? Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to keep going if I'm having fun. That's that's one of the things. So maybe I should go over and, and jump in on that. But yeah, it's about yeah, having fun. Um, yeah. Also, like we go back to the practice thing real quick here. Remember, you got excited about buying this stuff. Just play with it and have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the key things. You know, it, don't think of it as practicing. It was having fun, you know? You paid enough for it. Yeah. <laughs> so have some fun with it. Excellent. The link's up there, djntv.com slash chill. That's where they'll be doing the live recording here in about 10 minutes. You can bounce out there and keep your camera off and your microphone off, and they'll be recording the show. And then after that, you can turn everything on and hang out with everyone in the chill room for tonight. 
Uh, tomorrow night, uh, the recording from last week's uh, kind of wrapping up the 2021 uh, Howie show will be going live at 9 o'clock Eastern. And then at 10 o'clock Eastern, Jay and Brian and Howie will be doing the Tuesday night music show where they come in and talk about pretty much anything and everything. Uh, and they'll have some fun with that. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a couple more shows hitting later this week. So, and then, so next, yeah, next week we still have regular shows. And then the week after is our, our monthly training night. So that's coming up on the 17th. Keep an eye. I have three shows coming this month. One about the rain one. Since I switched, I think I should talk about that mm-hmm. and say what I like about it. Um, uh, two, I built a booth that I might talk about the booth. I'm still tweaking it. <laughs> and three, got to do a virtual DJ for January. So, Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. I think that's about it. We'll let's wrap it up and send them off to Howie. All right. Well, on that note, thank you guys for uh, guys and ladies for taking the time out of your night to join us and uh, get some tips and some tricks. And I, I encourage you, if you do nothing with them, it is completely on you. The only way that you are ever going to get better is if you actually take some of these ideas and at least try them. Um, so whether you think it applies to you or not, spend a couple hours this week, try something, and then let us know how it makes out. Right, drop a comment, drop a drop a like, drop a message to us, whatever. Let us know how it turns out. All right, you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful evening, and we'll see you guys next week. Everybody.